What's up and welcome to With Their Forces Combined, a D&D variant podcast where we explore the quaint town of Cattle Creek. You're listening to With Their Forces Combined. Combined. Andrew Terkitsanis as your DM. With Corey Gray as Wayne Lefty Poncho. Alex Terkitsanis as Ernie Debruche. And Tom Rattout as Monty McFuzz. Last week, our detectives had a standoff with the Purpletons. Or rather, a laydown and fire. After much back and forth and ups and downs, our good friend from the sky made his way back to the sky. Good night, Pilgrim. You will be missed. It was then that Bert, Ernie, and Ardos grabbed the three detectives and brought them back to the sheriff's office. Here the Purpletons took their time stripping the detectives of their possessions, and then they took Lefty down to the cemetery and put Monty and Ernie in the holding cell. And now, for the hero of our story, let's see how it unravels. Monty and Ernie, you awaken to the sound of dripping water. You feel your heads pulsating and you hear your ears ringing, barely aware of the room surrounding you. Can I get a constitution saving throw and a perception check from both of you? Uh, 16 for the constitution saving throw, 20 for the perception. Yeah, I got a nat one on the constitution, but then 19 on the perception hilariously monty you pass my first threshold which was a dc 20 on both of those combined (laughs) (laughs) it is two plus 19 oh no three my nat one is three (laughs) monty you look around you hear some muffled talking and as you blink you see the room start to take focus you notice you're in the sheriff's office And you see these two figures speaking with each other, but you can't really tell who they are. You just see them blend into a mixture of purple. And as you get this vision, you pass out again. Cool. Ernie, you see the same thing. Look around, you hear this muffled talking, and you see these figures, and you see that it's Bert speaking with Detective Yorkland. Sir, we have no records for either Wayne Poncho or Dave Girk. Well, find some! And what should I do with this box? And Ernie, you are blinking to try to focus, and you see that they have the gunmetal box on the desk in front of them with the four keys. I'll take care of it. I'll bring it to the boss. Also, detective, there's a uh, wit picket here to be interviewed for the jury. Oh, excellent. Send them in. And that is when, Ernie, you black out again. You two wake up the next morning in this jail cell, still a little beat up, but you guys are feeling better this morning than you did yesterday. Is there anything that you guys want to do while you're kind of recuperating in, this, uh, in the jail cell? Sorry, so I I think it's fair to say that maybe Ernie wouldn't have noticed that Lefty wasn't there then. Um, yes. Yeah. Not. Not until around now. Yeah. Yeah. Monty, 
Oh, yeah. Where, where's Lefty? Monty kind of looks around and then just, ah, God damn it. Hey. Hey, you purple face. You purple fox. Where's Lefty? I told you guys not to fight. I told you guys to come in peacefully. Who's talking to me? This is Bert talking. Where's Lefty? Lefty's dead. Um, okay. So, can I... D- uh, I know this isn't maybe, like, rules-worthy, and I, and I don't know what's going to happen of this, and I'm not intending to metagame at all. Um, can I um, enter my beastly endurance right now? Um, that's the thing that where you crossed your half threshold? Yeah. Okay. Sure, yeah, why not? Okay. Because I think Ernie just flies into a rage and, like, starts slamming his body against the bars. Yeah. Which I'm sure does nothing, but I'm going to do it anyways. Okay. But we'll say that that's how you damage yourself to the point of crossing half your uh, hit points. That's great. Yeah, so I'm, I guess I'm just attacking these bars with mm-hmm. athletics, or I don't know what you wanna, how you want to handle this. Um, just in general, it's a magic holding cell. It's not just lock and key, especially once they've seen you guys fight them. So you're in this kind of a force cage, and you try to attack the bars. You yeah. get yourself to the point uh, where you're below half health. You go into this beastly endurance, and you keep raging against these bars, but it seems to have no effect on the uh, cage. But I swear to God, the minute you let me out of this cage, I will rip your fucking head off. Who shot him? Who killed him? I don't... I don't know. I was shot unconscious. I was shot and downed as well. In this fucking battle that you guys initiated. We just wanted to take you in. You probably oh, could have just we paid initiated. a fine. Oh, we initiated. <laughs> yes, we were the ones waiting outside the thing for you. We were the ones that took you on this uh, to show you more evidence. Then you fucked off, got your boss, and then came back and killed my fucking best friend. We're the ones. I don't know what to tell you. I was down. I didn't shoot. I didn't shoot Lefty, but. <laughs> You guys fired back. Great. You guys didn't... Uh, your wit, Hittle, or whatever his name was, put him on the fucking jury, bring him here, and let him know that as soon as I get out of here, I am going to rip your head from your fucking body. I mean, you're not making this easy on yourself, Yeah, Ernie. that's my this fucking go- point, Ernie. Go take a bath with your rubber ducky or whatever. I, I don't understand. My name is Bert. We've been over this. Your name is Ernie. Whichever one you are, I don't care. Fuck, I should have let Monty shoot you. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, this way, I guess he shot first, so... At least we get some semblance of honor, perhaps. (laughs) Monty. I'm... Sorry. This is my fault. Nah. It ain't anyone's fault but the man who shot him. That's just the way it is. You guys spend a couple days in this prison. Uh, You get the odd meal. You see the Purpletons coming in and out. And about a week later, 
you see Detective Yorklin walk in for uh, for the first time uh, that you've noticed him in this uh, this stay. Well, well, well. If it isn't my favorite deputies. If it isn't my favorite clown. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could get a new joke. I've heard it all before. No, that's your job, clown. <laughs> Don't worry. You're not my favorite clown. My favorite clown was a man named Chuckles. <laughs> Funny enough, I can't remember what happened to him. And I give Yorkland a look. Is that so? Hmm. I was told my officers gave you many chances to turn yourselves in, but you decided to come down swinging. Yeah, don't worry, detective. I've been a prisoner of war before. Yes, you have, Montecor. But unfortunately, for Wayne Poncho, if that was even his real name, he paid for it with his life. I'm sorry. Wayne who, detective? You guys are unbelievable. I don't understand what we've done to harbor this, this mistrust. See, I don't know what kind of mind games you're trying to pull around here, gentlemen. I've been informed by the sheriff that you were the only three people aware of one, uh, and he looks at his binder, Rowan Briggs, who was in custody and found to have hanged himself with one hand shot off. Now, can you explain to me how that happens? Yeah, he had a knife, so I shot him in the hand. I was as surprised <laughs> as anyone when it actually fell off. And can you explain to us, perhaps, why you were in the possession of these? Uh, and he pulls out the red duster and the face mask. Those were part of our ongoing investigation, detective. Which you refuse to share with us. So, I... I, I don't I don't even know listen, where to begin here. Listen, who the fuck even are you? Okay? This I am the ranking detective. <laughs> Great. I am the law. <laughs> that, who the fuck are you? We were the people assigned to the fucking case. Okay? Look, it's all well and good, but picture it from our perspective, okay? You waltz in to the fucking town that I have called my home for years. Then you decide that you're the ranking detective and then you ask for all of the evidence of the case we've been working. Who the fuck even are you? Okay? Then you corner us, kill my best friend, one of two, in case that wasn't clear, <laughs> and then one of three, in case that wasn't clear. <laughs> nice save. And yeah, Monty was really feeling left out there for a second. <laughs> no, we all know you forgot your dead friend, buddy. Allegedly dead. He could be alive. Um, Tony's just so upset. Uh, Tony's his lover, not his best friend. Yeah, come on. Um, <laughs> and then you kill Lefty, okay? Why Why would we trust you, okay? that That was the whole thing. We just wanted to try and see. Your detectives came to find us. We invited them to explore with us, to, to try and solve the mystery with us. They left, went and got reinforcements for no particular reason at all, and then cornered us again when we left the pyramid. Yeah, and they even stopped us from opening the magic box that was going to fix everything. Okay, you want to play see things from my perspective? Okay, <laughs> I get assigned to a case. 
the mysterious case of murders by one man in a red cloak and a face mask. <laughs> I come to a town where they're the lead detectives. Who assigns you this case? Of course, Railroad Rogers and the sheriff. Oh, did, uh, did I forget who hired myself and uh, you guys? The sheriff. The sheriff who also told you. It's okay. English is probably not your first language. <laughs> the sheriff who also told you to tell me everything is part of your investigation. They asked for help because you guys were in over your heads. You refused to share information with us. Then you were cornered by my detectives who were just trying to follow you to get any information at all pertaining to the case. Yeah. You somehow and then they convinced them. You somehow, let me finish, please, convinced them to join you on your wild goose chase to go through these fucking puzzles <laughs> that will lead you to where you wouldn't tell them. So they left to get some advice on how to proceed because they were swayed by your insanity. And after all of that, we got some new evidence. And I told them to go arrest these fucking idiots that are running around the town doing whatever they please and not investigating. Only to find that when we try to arrest you, you start firing. And then when we do arrest you and gather all the things, look what we find on the people who claim that they have no evidence to share with us. A red duster and a face mask. I don't know how long you folks have been running this gambit, but nothing goes over Detective Yorkland's head. I think we can safely say the ongoings of this town have not been a coincidence, and in fact, can all be correlated to you. Great. Oh, what a brilliant, oh my God. Did you used to have a job as a, as a clown? Because every brilliant detective I know started as a clown and has figured their way from clowning to detective. Uh, For your information, the clown thing was part of an ongoing case. <laughs> Great. Okay. Well, uh, I hope that uh, during your time as a clown, you did one of those tightrope things in the circus where the shortest point from A to B is a straight line. So let's not even worry about what's happening outside of that straight line. This barely makes any sense, but I'm just going to power through it. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, did you used to be a person who stole books from a library? Because that <laughs> makes a good person for a detective as well. How dare you? Used to be. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, listen. You're nothing but a has-been. All right, that's what they said to you when you left clowning. Listen, we can argue all we want, but the facts are the facts. We did not do any of this shit, and however long it takes your clowning ass to figure this out will be even more time that these people have to wreak havoc and destruction on Cattle Creek. Now, I will not pursue you in any capacity, but let me out of this fucking cage because whoever did all of this, whoever is the real person behind all of this deserves all of the wrath. And I personally will not stop until that person's limbs 
are separated and pulled apart by my very own hands. Well, I guess I can see why they fell for it. You are one storyteller. Probably because of all those books you read there, Ernie. But I'm uh, sorry to say, I am no longer involved. You are going to be persecuted by a jury of your peers and prosecuted. Sorry, I meant prosecuted. That's uh, that's a slip (laughs) of the tongue. You are going to be prosecuted by a jury of your peers and um, we're going to present all the information. Good luck to you, gentlemen. Well, now, when's this trial going to be, Detective? It's um, pretty important to the town. <laughs> so, uh, I think uh, I think it's going to be tomorrow. <laughs> and Monty starts chuckling to himself. Well, now, Detective, we may not have any of us around to see tomorrow, you see. <laughs> I reckon. Ernie, I don't think this guy's even figured out what's in the box yet. Oh. And I don't know if I have to roll, like, deception or something or intimidation, because I'm kind of trying to mess with them. And, uh, yeah, I don't know if I can assist that by joining in a little bit, or maybe if I make it worse <laughs> by joining in a little bit, but I would say, oh, you you haven't even figured out what's in the box yet? Oh, they really did teach you nothing at clown school. Um, yeah, why don't you guys roll me a deception check, both of you. Oh, so I don't have to roll with disadvantage now after that terrible, <laughs> terrible addition. <laughs> oh, ho, ho. okay. I mean, it's just a 14, but I'll take a 14. That's hilarious because I got a 15, but like I just rolled a 13 plus two is a 15. Nothing exciting. You guys can try your mind games on me all you want. That box is long gone. What happened to it? I don't know. You'd have to talk to my boss. Great. Well, like I said, we won't have time for that once we're all dead tomorrow. Okay. You keep telling me that. People keep trying to chase these ghost stories, and what I tell them is, the real ghosts are the people right in front of you. (laughs) With the red duster and the plastic mask. All you gotta do is unwrap them. Maybe you should open the box then, if you're so sure. I would if I could. But then again, I wouldn't. Because you're telling me to. In the meantime, you're in luck. Because I've been told there's some hotshot lawyer that is asked to represent you. So, um, you guys will have some time to go over your your case with him. I just turn to Ernie and I say, uh, How long you reckon till Railroad Rogers wonders what's in the box? Well, listen, we've, uh... Never met with Railroad Rogers. Ah, I guess she can't be that important then, huh? <laughs> well, that's what I was just about to say. So, inevitably, she won't open the box. Because, you know, if she was any human that, at all, she would. I mean, unless she wants to be important, then maybe she will try opening the box. I guess you're, you're right there, yes. <laughs> Ernie's like, not half as sly as this, like 100%. And this is not yeah. sly at all, just for the record, but I'm just saying. Detective Yorkland is, uh, la 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 la, not listening. <laughs> and as Detective Yorkland is leaving, you see him speak to someone at the front and then bring them toward your jail cell and says, Monty and Ernie, this is, um, um, Mr. Cassidy? 
Oh uh, yeah, Barlow, you can you can call me. You two can call me. Uh, you, uh, detective, you can call me. Uh, Mr. Cassidy still. All right, um, ba- uh, Bar- uh, Mr. Barlow Cassidy. Mr. Cassidy, please. Mr. Cassidy, Cassidy. Okay, got it. In the trap. Who's this clown? <laughs> uh, you guys, uh, you can stay here for a couple hours, uh, Mr. Cassidy, and uh, I'll have an officer come escort you out when your time is up. Excellent. Can we get some privacy, please? Yes, sir. Uh, and you see Yorkland looks around, gestures with his hands, and the premises is vacated. Mr. Cassidy, can you describe your character for us, please? Wait, is it Cassidy or, or was it something else? Uh, Barlow Cassidy. Oh, okay, okay, got it. N- not, any, not any of the weird stuff Yorkland is going on about. Yeah, Barlow, he's a, uh, a born, so like one of the snake lizard people. Ah, damn it, I didn't take that language. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they don't have like a, a born language because they're like of fey ancestry. Uh, so they speak Sylvan. Mm. I don't know if you know Sylvan or not. Ernie disagrees with that statement in general. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I do not know Sylvan. Yeah, Barlow probably, I'm sure he towers over like pretty much everybody. In the sheriff's office, he, he's over seven feet tall on account of he's like a snake. <laughs> do, you, do you like stand that tall though? Or like, are you curled up a bit? Uh, I feel like, well, it depends on the ceilings. If the ceilings are high enough for him to stand at full height, then he would. I'm picturing like just a snake. Do you have like you must have arms and legs too? Uh, yeah, like a, a, a humanoid, but with like snake yeah. features. I'm picturing like a long neck that he like crouches down to get into standard sized doorways. Right. And Ernie, I believe, is seven feet tall as well. Is that correct? Oh, nice. Uh, seven and a half. Yeah. I was seven feet four written down, so you got me by a little bit. So yeah. <laughs> You're damn straight. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I've just never been tall in my life, so, you know, it feels good to be like, yeah, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, piercing yellow eyes and shiny opalescent scales. And he's wearing long robes of, like, a common fabric. He's, he's uh, like, his traditional garb is just, like, you know, a beige and brown robes with, like, a <laughs> hempen rope tied around the waist. <laughs> no, like, western suit. Oh, no, he comes from the big city. He doesn't have any of the... <laughs> None of the, like, farmhand garb. Uh, fellas, it looks like you're in uh, quite a bit of trouble here. Yeah, I've been in worse. Yes, uh, but I don't mean to be rude, but uh, who are you? And can you help us get out of here? Uh, I suppose that depends on whether you can help me out a little bit. You see, I'm I'm very interested in the Spiridians and what they do around here. I was just hoping that maybe you could set me along their path. Well, I mean, kind of hard to do that from inside a cell, friend. And that's where I step in. But before I do anything for you, I need to know exactly what went down. You know, the you know Detective Yorkland makes it sound pretty bad for you guys, so... Well, I mean, that makes sense. He's in charge. He can make <laughs> it as bad as he wants. Yes, history is written by the winners, that sort of thing. Well, that's not true. History's written by the literate who are around at the end. (laughs) (laughs) It's written by the wieners if, you know, Yorkland's the one doing it. (laughs) Monty chuckles. Yeah. More discipline-like. Ernie also definitely (laughs) chuckles. (laughs) I like you. Uh, All right. Where to begin? (laughs) Got like a a Scooby-Doo montage. (laughs) 
<laughs> Look, we need you to get that box open during the trial. That's where Monty begins. Doesn't even explain which box. Barlow, you look through the list of evidence being submitted as part of this, and there's no mention of a box. Oh, uh, well, I don't see it on here, but... Uh, God damn it. I don't know, let's see if we can track it down. If, it, if it'll help the case, then... Was always going to be Railroad Rogers. <laughs> that person whose name I can barely pronounce. Listen, Barlow. Was it Barlow? Uh, that's right, yes. Uh, Barlow, let me tell you what happened. And then, I don't know, cut to a montage of Bernie. <laughs> Explaining the whole thing. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I feel like. Boo! Boo! Yeah, I I think you guys are limited in terms of time. Sorry, this is one of my biggest pet peeves in role-playing games that people do this for the record. And, like, at the bare minimum, you gotta, like, tell them which information you tell them, I feel. Okay, 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 okay. And also, boo, to the fact that you guys refuse profusely to trust the detective assigned to the case and then immediately... No, and that's why it's especially <laughs> ridiculous. It's like telling him something makes sense, but are you really going to just immediately tell him everything? Sure, fine. Listen, er- Ernie was happy with the fact that he made a joke about Detective Yorkland, okay? But, but, but if that's not good enough for anyone... Um, no. Uh, okay, I understand your point. And yeah, I'm probably trusting him because, you know, a little peek behind the curtain, listeners. It's Corey. Um, <laughs> Hello. It's me. It was me all along. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, this is. Oh, man. Oh, that would be so cool if I just got him to play a bad character for the first, like, four <laughs> sessions. Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> okay, okay, fine. I, I, I understand your point. Uh, listen, the, the detective doesn't have all of the information but uh we'd be very hard pressed to to give you that all of that information in such a short time unless we were um helped out by some sort of video montage (laughs) so you know do, do you have any pertinent questions that maybe we could answer uh he thinks for a moment yeah and i i guess it would help to know what barlow knows I think Barlow would know exactly what uh, Yorkland would have just said, like yeah, fr- from so his perspective. He, he, for sure. So he hands you a case file, um, and essentially it goes through what Yorkland was yelling about uh, at the start. So he says that the deputies that were assigned to the case refused to cooperate with their superior officers and failed to comply to the instructions given to them from their sheriff. They are reported to be operating under, uh, when they were told not to uh, do any more detecting, they were seen attempting to break into the school library. They tried to mislead officers um, into a a, a magical dungeon is all it's uh, described (laughs) as. Um, And they have listed as witnesses, somebody named August Bowen. Somebody named Clyde McDonald, <laughs> Sheriff Skyler Parks, and Officer Bert Hamstring. Uh, oh, in terms of evidence, they are putting forth the red duster and the face mask. Oh, and that they, uh, after um, after being told they were put under arrest, uh, they pushed back against, I don't know, I can't think of the word right now. Yeah, attempted escape, and um, as a result, that man was shot and killed. Well, look, why the hell 
would we trust you when we don't trust Detective Clown Suit over there? Well, let's see here. How can I reach these kids? (laughs) 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 The question that was brought up before that is what do you want to know from them? So is there anything that you would ask them in particular about the case? Um, well, I mean, at first it sounded like, you know, the the initial cause for your arrest was for essentially being bad detectives, which, you know, where I come from, it's not uh, it's not a crime to be a poor detective. Is that is that the same around here? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not actually a detective, to be honest. Yeah, neither of us are detectives, which is why none of this makes any sense. Like, they were like, you're detectives. And then, uh, you know, like six days later, they were like, give me all of your information. And we were like, we're not detectives. What do you mean? <laughs> Look, as far as we can tell, the sheriff is incompetent. Why didn't you say that earlier? I'm going to have a chat with the man and see, uh, you know, see if I can get you fellas out on bail. Look, if he, if he can say to you one sentence... That doesn't have any sort of rhymes or reference to his clowning past or some, uh, you know. That's your clinic. We're done with the sheriff, aren't we? Oh, the sheriff. Oh, the sheriff is also incompetent. Yes. Yes. The only one who knows anything is Officer Rory Hatfield. She knows the whole story. Okay. In fact, why ain't she the sheriff, come to think of it? Yeah, the sheriff can't listen. Three quarters of the way through this investigation, we were hired by Officer Rory Hadfield, okay? Three quarters of the way through this investigation, the sheriff showed up out of nowhere. We didn't trust him. Then, like a day or two maybe after that, the sheriff, who we barely knew, was like, actually, this clown guy is taking over. Tell him all of your shit. And we were like, well, we don't even know you, so why would we tell him? And then they thought we were killers, which, uh, I mean, look at us. Come on. <laughs> he looks at a man in, like, cowhide. Yeah. <laughs> like cow skin. Two people who just look like killers. Covered in out. blood. Oh, yeah. oh <laughs> like, definitely. Definitely, uh, yeah. Some of that's his own blood. Yeah. <laughs> but still. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fellas, I'm going to have a chat with old... You know, Yorkland, and if the sheriff's around, talk to him, too. See what I can do for you. In the meantime, fix yourselves up, please. Listen, uh, we're in a jail cell. Do you have any water that you want to give us? I don't know what you mean by fix ourselves up. I don't, <laughs> don't know how we're supposed to uh, wash away this blood. But, but listen, if you're any sort of man at all, please keep Officer Rory Hadfield's name discreetly. She has trusted us through this whole process. Uh, can I cast magic through this force cage? Oh. Hmm. It's like a one-way one way mirror. I believe it depends if it's which version they use is how I think how force cage is, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. Like, I think you can either leave it open bars or... Oh, no, but maybe... Uh, I forget, actually. You guys would not be able to cast magic out. I'm curious if he'd be able to cast magic in. Sure, why not? <laughs> I'm just going to use prestidigitation over and over again to clean them up. <laughs> I, I instant, I'm going to choose the mode. You instantaneously clean or soil an object no larger than one cubic foot. 
just one cubic foot at a one time. One cubic foot at a time. That's amazing. I'm cleaning you guys up. Which is at least seven feet tall for Ernie. Seven and a half, thank you. You take some time to clean him up. By the way, is Tony in the cell? Uh, yeah. Okay. Just making sure. All right, I'll be back as soon as I can, fellas. And I'll go to find Detective Yorkland. But as he goes, I say, all right, but just remember... The last man in this cell wound up dead by the very man that they're not going to (laughs) find. As you say that, um, Monty and Ernie, why don't you give me insight rolls? What's that? Seven. That is a 21. Um, Monty, I, I don't... Monty believes that. Ernie... You are sure that this red ghost has been trapped up in this pyramid. So even though the man who is now known to you guys as Rowan Briggs was found here and probably believed that Dusty killed him, you know it wasn't Dusty that killed him. Yeah, sorry. I'm just trying to internalize that. Okay, I think if if I thought about that, I think Ernie would double check the... I don't know, uh, like take a look around the force cage, see if there's any like weaknesses, that sort of thing. The, you do know that this was beefed up, uh, like the, the cell that you put him in originally wasn't this magic thing. They didn't think that he was as much of a threat as you guys. Sure. And also it's possible the Purpletons have better resources than the sheriff and uh, Officer Hatfield have in terms of magic users, etc. Okay. And while Ernie uh, contemplates this, Barlow, you are going to find Detective Yorkland? Uh, yeah, and the sheriff, if he's around. Uh, yeah, they're just standing uh, outside. Uh, actually, sorry, not the sheriff, the, but the Purpletons and um, Yorkland. Uh, detective, a word? Okay. It seems as though those boys have been, you know, locked up in that force cage for, I don't know, several days, maybe even a week. That's right. Only having the odd meal... I think those boys deserve to be out on bail right now while they're awaiting the trial. I, um, I'm a little hesitant. They are wanted in connection with several murders that have happened around the town in the past couple of weeks. And, um, well, what can you do to guarantee that they won't run away? Well, I mean, you know this town. The only way in and out of it is that railroad, you know, and they seem to be very averse to visiting that place for some reason. I'm not really sure why. (laughs) I suppose so. And especially given that, that uh, you know, the trial's tomorrow, don't you think that, you know, it's pretty unlikely that they're going to run away in 24 hours? Um, okay, why don't you roll me a persuasion check? Okay. Come on. That is, uh, 14. Now, Mr. Cassidy, I, um... I understand that you uh, believe in the good of all people, and I uh, I do respect what you do, honestly. But some folks are, um... Well, let me put it to you this way. I don't trust them. I trust you. Are you willing to be on the hook if they leave town? I wouldn't have it any other way. All right, on your word. Then we can post bail. The standard... Bail for murder is set at 25 gold pieces. And for three of them, that'll be 75 gold. Well, I only count two in those cells. No, three murders. 
Now, with your guarantee, I think we could say 50 gold. Is that fair, Mr. Cassidy? How about this? I mean, I, I'm not the kind of person who carries, you know, 50 gold on me at all times. You're a big city lawyer. If not you, then who? What are you, some big shot you carry on 50 gold on you at all times? He flashes a hundred gold. <laughs> uh, no, he made it from bail off someone else. <laughs> Just pockets it every time. He's got like, uh, like you know, when magicians do the unending scarf, but it's not a scarf; it's just dollar bills, <laughs> one gold piece at a time. <laughs> Can you hold this? <laughs> He's just pulling it out from random pieces of his body, <laughs> from behind your ear and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I cut you off there, Corey. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I, I I have ten gold pieces on me right now. You can take whatever you stole from Lefty. That's fine. Listen, I didn't steal nothing from, from that poor man. His stuff is with his stuff. All in lockup. And it'll be released to those gentlemen if they go free. And if not, it'll go into the uh, police coffers at, of this town. I'll also say, uh, Corey, that starting as a level seven character you should have more than 10 gold pieces <laughs> okay and i'll need some guidance on like how much i should be starting with then yeah you start with uh 40 gold pieces actually i just rolled for you wow <laughs> better think this is proof that we were underpaid we didn't we spent <laughs> yeah, six whole levels yeah, just, and we just, didn't get 40 gold just <laughs> wholly underpaid for the record you guys worked for a week and gained a lot of uh uh uh, Respect? Not that. <laughs> okay. Secondly, Barlow Cassidy is a big shot lawyer in the bigger town a uh, hundred miles away, which is what we said. It was the closest next big town. It's called the bigger town? It's not called the bigger town, Alex. I left Corey uh, with the responsibility of naming it. It's also where the Purpletons come from. Did you? That's not how I remember it. Uh, it's, okay. Uh, it's, it's called uh, Gormley. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, okay. <laughs> In Gormley, things cost more, and so they get paid more. I'll tell you what, Detective. I have 40 gold pieces for you right now, and... Uh, I don't know, maybe the other fellows have some on them as well. I can take it out of their belongings in lockup if you'd like, but I will need their permission. Buff, so shady. <laughs> I'm sure they'd be okay with that. I, d I need to hear from them. Otherwise, that would be illegal and uh, probably a little shady. <laughs> All right, let, let's go then and let them out. Uh, and the two gentlemen approach you guys in the jail cell. Fellas... I don't know why this man has decided to speak up for you. He has put it on his head and his honor that you will not leave town prior to your trial tomorrow. And as such, you will be released on bail, provided that you are able to pay the remaining 10 gold pieces from your belongings. He himself has put forward 40 gold pieces. I have two. I'm happy to contribute both. I'm happy to stay in the cell, to be <laughs> honest. Very well. Uh, Detective Yorkland turns to you and hands you your 40 gold back, Barlow. Hey, uh, Yorkland. Mm-hmm. Did you find any money on my dead buddy's body? 
Yes. Uh, where did that end up? It's in lockup with your stuff. Great. How much of it was there? I don't know. Somewhere in the order of 20 gold pieces. Great. Rumor Let's around use... town says it was 23. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Let's use eight of his and two of mine. And you were calling me shady. <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you telling me what to do with my dead friend's money right now? I was going to say, if anybody has permission to use Lefty's things, it's it's these fellas and not you, the Purpletons. The fellas I'm who killed him. I'm not using it. What are you talking about? It's in lockup. It's with personal effects for these also, folks. Also, I didn't call you Sadie to your face, okay? <laughs> I know, and neither, he didn't really say that either, so <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> Listen, the point is, we got all the gold together. How about we get these fellas out of their enclosements? <laughs> I don't think that's the word for that. Now, hold on. I don't consent to, to any of this. Honestly, if, if Barlow actually said enclosements, then Ernie <laughs> trusts him implicitly in this moment. I'm not going to go through the whole story, but like Ernie definitely trusts him implicitly. Yes, I agree. This is called an enclosement. <laughs> Fuck off, Yorkland. Hmm. <laughs> uh, very well. The um, I think with our agreement, this would cover one or both. He's free to stay here if he'd like. I think that's fair. Do you agree, Mr. Barlow? Well, I mean, if he's if he's staying here, then I I, I won't be paying for him, that's for sure. <laughs> the fee is for the... This 50 gold, for the record, was brought down from 75. These guys are a group, and the bail was set for the collective. If he's choosing to stay here, the bail doesn't change. Well, that seems shady to me. Well, yeah, who's shady now? Monty. Clearly, you gotta take half, so he should only be paying, what, like 20? Alright, that's it. <laughs> 75 gold or nothing. Uh, and that's per fucking victim. You're right. Uh, Absolutely true. 75 each. I need 150 gold from both of you. Uh, Detective, you're under arrest for extortion. <laughs> and Barlow pulls out his manacles. <laughs> Oh, Detective Yorkland, you you have uh, such a short fuse. You <laughs> remind me of a dungeon master I used to know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, uh, listen. I'm done listening. Monty, let's blow this soda stand. What? what wh why would we stay here? Well, to see this all play out. Yes, but we have a much better chance of seeing it all play out from outside of the cell, my friend. Look, the way I see it is I've been fighting other men's wars all my life. And you know what? Maybe it'll be alright sitting in the inside of a cell watching this all blow up <laughs> Detective Yorkland's face. Shame I won't have one of them cigarettes, though. Yes, that would be very fun, Monty. But it would be so much fun. It would be... Oh, I just, I need you to know how much fun it would be to watch Detective Yorkland <laughs> go through all of the motions of th thinking he's a good detective until the very moment someone reveals to him that actually he was an idiot clown all along. But we don't have time for that. We have to avenge Lefty. We have to solve this mystery. We have to. Mr. Cassidy, I am no longer accepting your reputation as tribute 
to let these folks out on bail. Good day, sir. Great. Okay, let me just put this 40 gold back into my pocket. It's a good move, friend. You're gonna want to save that money. Did you have something in mind there, Montecore? Nah, I just hear Railroad Rogers. I hear she likes to charge a lot for them train tickets, and I don't know if this is a town you're gonna want to stick around. Alright, well I suppose if you're staying here tonight, then uh, maybe that's all I can do for you. I'll, I'll see you fellas tomorrow. We uh, appreciate it, Barlow. Like I said, just get that box open, and there might be hope. Barlow, you still you don't see the box in the um, in the list of evidence. Um, can I roll like insight or something to see why it might not be? Yep. Yeah. For sure. Okay. Uh, twenty-one. Yeah, you think that this is, it's very strange for them to have collected something uh, and not put it into evidence. The reasons that would be uh, the case are if they didn't think it was relevant to um, the ongoings. And like, like obviously they didn't log their armor and like their guns and, uh, uh, oh, sorry, I guess the guns would be logged as evidence. <laughs> I was going to say, um, the but, guns must be evidence. <laughs> uh, uh, but personal effects aren't necessarily logged as evidence. It's, it might have incorporated this into personal effects. All right, well, I don't see a box on here, but... Uh... See that goddamn Yorkland? He's trying to cover up the truth. I bet Railroad Rogers is somehow involved. <laughs> Uh, you know I say what, that quietly, though. Uh, you know what? If if you fellas think it's crucial to the case, I mean, I suppose even if you think it's not, I'll get it logged as evidence, and, and it'll be in the courtroom there tomorrow. Look, like I said, in fact, if you can get that box open during the trial, that would be just the perfect evidence. I think that would really sway the jury <laughs> into to what's really going on in Cattle Creek. Uh, yeah, Barlow's going to nod at Montecor and go out to... Uh, but I'd actually also say quickly, I'd say, Ernie, explain explain the, the keys to him or whatever. There's four of them. Yes, uh, there's four keys. Um, it should spell Veil, V-E-I-L. Or, um, or L-I-V-E. It's true, or also Vile, V-I-L-E. Yeah, right. We're, we're not 100% sure, but... How about evil? That's That uses the same letters, too. Well, God damn! I guess uh, that would work too. I don't. No. I, I think you should do live first, but whichever you're the you're the law brain man. You figure it out. <laughs> Just get that box open. Is all we need. Uh, but I would I would endeavor to not be there when it opens. I would like to be there <laughs> in the middle of the trial. <laughs> yes, but I don't think you know, uh, Monty. We, we've we don't know this guy. You know, he, maybe we should warn him. I got a good feeling about this, Ernie. <laughs> okay. All right. Well. All right, fellas. I'll, I'll make sure it's there for you. I guess for all of us. Monty nods. You know, I thought the smartest man I knew was going to open that box. Guess you'll have to do, Mr. Cassidy. And yeah, Barlow's going to go approach Yorkland about this. Yeah. Uh, detective, it seems that... Uh, you know, something's missing from the evidence docket here. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it seems that there's, a, you know, some kind of a lockbox with, you know, four distinct keys. Does that ring a bell? Of course, yes. Well, the fellas seem to think it's crucial to the case that it be submitted as evidence, and I would hate for, uh, you know, the boys to go free on a on a technicality. Actually, I might 
appreciate that as their lawyer, but <laughs> you know, it's, it would be a shame for for uh, such an interesting case to uh, you know fall victim to a technicality like that. Yeah, can you roll me a persuasion check? Does he get an advantage for that sweet little twist at the end? <laughs> it, it's lower. It's lowered the difficulty. <laughs> okay, uh, that one is a fifteen. You know, I'm I apologize. I apologize, Mr. Cassidy. Normally, I don't get so animated. That those guys just get right under my skin. It's it's getting hard for me to focus and you know be as um be as neutral as I I should be as a detective. Yes, of course. Yes, I um I I will make sure that uh, that uh, the box uh, shows up on the list uh, at the trial tomorrow. I appreciate it, detective, and. Uh... Remember, innocent until proven guilty. I know, but uh, this these guys are really pushing it. They're still innocent, he says as he walks away. <laughs> Just because they made some jokes about your fucking clown shoes, pal. <laughs> I mean, they. I don't know if... Monty, actually, Monty might have called him a clown once. Oh, fa- yeah, fair play. Just yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't mean to loop you into my shenanigans. Just because Ernie did, yeah. I definitely did do it one other time, though. I definitely called him a clown. <laughs> Well, also, Ernie said something like... Ernie did it like every line. That's why That's why those two had to be made. Know. It was like, I said it like once. It was every single line Ernie and, made. And, and not just comment. the clown yeah. thing. Also, like, it would be really nice for it to blow up in that idiot's fucking face. <laughs> like, Much like a pie that has been spring-loaded. <laughs> um, okay, so... Um, <laughs> They they leave. Uh, it seems like the, the, the Purple Tins are closing up the sheriff's office for the evening. Someone brings around food for you guys. Is there anything else you guys are doing in uh, jail overnight? Are you having any discussions, etc.? So, I don't know exactly how to go about this, but like you said, the uh, like we had that inside rule about the guy who hanged himself in the cell. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think Ernie's just like thinking about that more because he hasn't really like garnered any information from that like i don't know if there's any like um i don't really know what i'm asking like i just feel like is there is there something i'm missing here um you know that there was this fake costume in genie's bedroom so it's likely that whoever's pretending to be dusty is the one that hang rowan right okay okay so we should maybe be expecting an attack kind of thing so, A, you should be expecting an attack, and B, that's that's a flaw in one of the arguments that Detective Yorkland is putting against you guys. So, it's possible that you should investigate that. Monty would definitely just wait for it. Like, not only because he didn't roll high, but I think that's where he's at anyways, that he's just waiting for whatever happens. Right. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's the only other thing I would do. Except probably make some more Detective Yorkland jokes under my breath. <laughs> okay, and you guys aren't talking at all uh, overnight to each other? Probably not really. Like, I might respond if Ernie says anything, but Monty's definitely kind of just preparing for the next day. Yeah, I think I think actually probably Ernie's in a similar boat. You guys contemplate your oncoming trial, and that is where we're going to end our session. So is this Barlow Cassidy guy a good lawyer 
Or is he the kind of lawyer who, oh, I don't know, sends your entire communications history to the prosecution, then sends a message that says, please disregard? What, what kind of a question is that? I said he was a lawyer, and I am a detective! So you're saying he was a hero clown vigilante lawyer? Which one? Sometimes it takes a good guy with the law to stop a bad guy with the law. And yet, I have not said which is which. There is simply a detective, and there is a lawyer. But is there an answer when the question is wrong? Or is it a dancer when there is no song? Or must you enhance your right to be wrong if you want a chance for the light to be strong? Oh my god, he's such a bad cop that he didn't even make himself the hero? Whoa, slow down, Polkadot. Are you saying he's like one of those guys who sides with the heroes and the ants? An anti-hero, or maybe even a villain. Oh man, Jim never would have done that. Well, that's because I wasn't a villain. I was the wise, handsome, thick-trunked mentor. Now have you know that the only time I've ever sided with the ants was because I'm not some kind of coward who shuts down a lemonade stand through municipal regulations. Not a chance, you goddamn commies. Just because a bunch of children want to play their whole non-profit con in front of my forge without a permit does not mean that I will stoop to Pasha's level and pretend that permits should be permitted in a just society. And if the libertarian free market presents me with a situation where I align myself with rogue ants who have lost their queen in an entirely unrelated fire is the only path to liberty, do you really think I'm gonna spit in Jesus' face, deny that freedom, and align myself with a corrupt system? Never. I choose freedom. Well, hold, hold on, let's unpack that. Did you burn down some little girl's lemonade stand? Or did you start a fire specifically to kill an ant queen? Somehow believing it would grant you leadership over these remaining ants? It wasn't about leadership, Bob. It was about incentives. Quiet, Jim. Detective Yorkland has finally introduced a character who isn't a Zed or a Tickulin, And so I would like to continue fully supporting him without interruption. Thank you, Polkadot Arino. But I'm pretty sure it was only two Zed or Reticulans. I don't know. It felt like a lot. Counting can be hard. Yeah, I guess I stopped counting them so well after I killed my first hundred of the bastards. Oh dear, are you sure you don't want me to ignore that? The correct answer here is yes, by the way. The Barlow Cassidy I knew would've agreed. Oh, so he's a good lawyer. In that case, my answer is Jim sucks. That is also an acceptable answer. But can Mr. Cassidy accept the answers he is about to face? Or is he just another fly on the wall, trying to free flies from a web before the spider comes home? Ha ha ha, citizens! Watch your sticky steps, because you're all gonna love how this one unfolds. Hi, this is Ernie from the acclaimed podcast With Their Forces Combined. The guys wanted me to thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you liked the show, let them know. You could tell your spirit hawk to leave a sign in the sky. You could leave them a five-star review. You could follow them. You could subscribe to them. You could share it with your animal friends. Sow it to a squirrel. 
Show it to a dolphin. Show it to your friends. Maybe your friends aren't squirrels and dolphins. I'm just adding a third option. Or if you really like it, you can throw them some gold on their Patreon. I know they have some extra episodes incoming soon. You can also reach them on Instagram at WTFC.podcast. Cory likes to post his art there, and you can even find some extra words of wisdom from Mrs. Storyteller. Thank you.